State of the division for the AL West this is Ryan Ficklestein, managing editor at Just Baseball. Got Kendall McKee here. We're going to be doing something interesting this week on all these shows. We're talking about duos in baseball. I got an article coming out at the end of the week, and we're trying to narrow the field. And for this specific division, I think the conversation this year likely skews Astros. But as we project forward, a lot of duos to think about for the next five years, at least here, when it comes to to the ALS. Let's start though with the Astros because they got a guy in Jordan Alvarez who is right in that conversation for being just the best pure hitter in baseball. And Jose Altuve is having another great year. That's the duo I'd roll out with. You could probably project forward and say maybe Alvarez and Tucker, but for this season, Jordan and Jose Altuve, and it's in the conversation for the best duo in baseball. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, there, you could make arguments for other duos in this division that are better, but like it, it doesn't matter if your duo's great if the rest of the the twenty five men is just horrific. You know, I mean, you think about the Angels here. You know, you think about Shohei and Trout, but then you, they're just so bad right now. And I mean, even with Trout hurt and everything, it's just a bunch of question marks. So currently, I'm also gonna go right there with you and say Altuve and uh, and and Jordan and. Um, I do like the thought of of Tucker and Jordan down the road as well. Um, and then you've got to imagine Jeremy Pena, you know, like uh, accumulates some at some level, and it's just a matter of is he number two or three on that team. So yeah, you know, if, if you expand it beyond just offense, like if if Pena That's can true, be, yeah. like if he can be what he was, kind of he's he's slowed down a little bit offensively. The defense has been great. That could be the thing where he could be like the most valuable player outside of you. It's crazy that Jordan as a DH is so valuable. A 4.8 F4 as a DH strictly. And the defense that he's played has been bad. So it's amazing. I mean, this guy is so good. And I think a lot of the duo conversation, it depends on how you want to look at it. Because like you go to the Mariners and it's just J-Rod and what? This year, (laughs) it's J-Rod Ty France going forward. Who knows what it's going to be? I, I mean, you know, Ty France is having a great season, but how, I mean, he's he's a little bit older now. So, like, how much do you project him going forward? Obviously, if we talk about the Angels, like on paper, strictly talent, does it get any better than Shohei and Trout? Though, no, it can't, right? In baseball, no, it does not. <laughs> like the the best duo you'd have to in a in an echo chamber, it's them. And still yet the angels are the worst managed team out there. Like you, I mean, they've consistently come up flat with amazing players. And I mean, I don't know what you would project that to be about. I mean, I have theories, but you know, that's a different conversation, but uh, it's tough, man. It's tough to have two of the best players of our lifetime. One of the best players of our lifetime. And, and, and there's still just trash. It's it's insane. I mean, you know, like you said, Mike Trout, clearly the best player of our lifetime and, you know, already a Hall of Famer, second coming of Babe Ruth, and you can't figure out how to win with them. I mean, I get that that Trout's been hurt this year, but he was healthy when they went on their tailspin. Uh, we go to the Rangers here, and I think this is where we can maybe take the conversation and start to transition towards the future a little bit. Yeah. They paid to bring in a duo. That's they what did. they did this offseason. They said, they you know did. what? We want a duo. Here is half a billion dollars. 
Let's lock these guys up. Two of the top tier free agents, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. And projecting forward, I mean, they have a potential to be, you know, top middle, middle of the infield combo and 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 also one of the best duos in baseball as well. Yeah, and of course I like it. You know, that's my team. So, um, but I think Texas has always been at its best when its middle is is solidified. You know, you think of uh, Elvis and Ian um, Kinsler in there. You think, I mean, even when Mike uh, was, I was out there. It's just like you think about the middle of the infield, and you think about Rangers have always been great at turning two. Like they've always been great at rolling it up, and and even I think that's why Martin Perez is so successful this year. Is that it, he's a ground ball pitcher, and he's always succeeded in double play balls. And so when you have that up the middle defensively, that's great. And then it just like the cream of the crop here is that the next seven or six years, depending on which contract you're talking about, these guys are there. And yeah. uh, the the good thing is I don't think either one of them have to be there for six to seven years because there's so many young middle infielders that are, uh, that are in this Rangers system. Um, and I think that will probably change this off season um, with trades and with the rule five draft and stuff like that. But uh, man, super cool to have this duo on the team for the next seven to six seven or six years, you know, depending on which player. So, yeah, I, I think that they have a, a lot of promise and, you know, I, I haven't even t- t- taken a look at the breakdown. Like Simeon's start was so bad that like, it's hard to even look at his full season. That's almost like as a Mets fan watching Lindor last year, where it's like, yeah. all right, everyone's looking at his numbers and they still think he sucks, but I'm looking right now at 16 home runs and, you know, yeah. 50 plus RBIs. And I'm like, he must be doing something right. Over the last yeah. couple of months as a Rangers fan, has he kind of turned that corner a bit and got to Absolutely. the point where he looks like the guy that they signed him to be? What's funny is, you know, we wrote an article about fantasy guys that were sucking. Yeah, Clay had written wrote one about it uh, like midway, probably about two, three weeks before the the um, trade deadline. I mean, the uh, all star break and he the lead image was Marcus Simeon. And I think that day he started going on a run. And so I'm convinced that Simeon reads our articles here at Just Baseball and he's probably listening to this podcast. So, Marcus, keep it up. I'm super in. Um, I, I'm a full on believer that he figured out what he was doing and he didn't really even change his approach. And when you talk about him and and, and Woody coming to, you know, like they discussed why they're like Marcus was just on a slump and he was just saying things weren't falling for him. And he's going to keep his approach the exact same. He's not going to change anything. He's a proven hitter over his lifetime and uh, and he's coming back around and we've we've seen that. So, well, this one's for you as a Rangers fan. If Marcus is listening, you still suck. OK, I'm going to keep that chip on his shoulder. All right. Look at yeah, your numbers. We, you got a 99 WRC plus on the season. What a waste of money. All right, go out there and keep raking. Uh, <laughs> so, so we project forward and I, I want to talk about the Mariners here a little bit because I wrote an article about Julio Rodriguez prior to the all-star break as well. Basically saying he's going to be an all-star. He's the best rookie this season. We actually just had our rookie ladder that went up today and he was a top it. Uh, Julio Rodriguez, the best rookie in baseball right now. I really do think there's a chance that this guy could be within the next three years, if not the best player in baseball, a top three player. He's that good. I just don't know who the other guy is. Like, like who is the, the other? Is it a prospect? Is Jared Kelnick suddenly going to figure it out? I don't quite know, but it gets to that point where it's kind of like Trout prior to Shohei, where you're like, pair him with anybody and he could be the best part of the best duo in baseball. Yeah. When I think about, 
the Mariners five years from now. So what I did is I, I projected five years and ranked them f- in the next five years. Okay. And so I can't, I can't imagine that somebody in that Mariners farm system that's good and athletic and in the outfield or in the, I mean, honestly, even in the infield doesn't show up to black, show up to the plate. I want to hope that's Kelnick, you know, like they just <laughs> optioned Lewis today. Like everybody's just mediocre right now other than J-Rod, but I think he might be so good. It won't matter. Yeah. Or they could just make a trade for, uh, I, I don't think the Mariners are done and they're going to be a force in this division for a while. Um, and I think, as as Houston stock begins to come a little more weaker over the next couple of years, as Altuve ages and things like that, I think uh, I think the Mariners and um, I, I, honestly, I think the Mariners and the Rangers are positioned well over the next five to seven years. So yeah, I, I think they are. I think because you can kind of forecast those guys in their prime, that's the difference. Where now you got this weird back thing with Mike Trout, where yeah. Obviously, if the two of them are healthy for the next five years and both on the Angels, but you got Shohei, is he going to be the next Juan Soto trade? Like, are they going to look at the Trout back injury? They're going to maybe talk to his representatives to their contract extension on Shohei and find out that maybe he has eyes elsewhere. And are they going to say, all right, we just got to reset the farm. And then suddenly it's an aging Mike Trout and nothing in Los Angeles with this Angels team. I think that can happen here. And if that does happen, like suddenly I wouldn't put them uh, behind the, the athletics, but it could be the worst one projecting forward, despite the fact that they had the most talented two players. I know, man. Like, so my five, like uh, just to give you the list over the next five years. So I did five years from now. I had J rod and whoever else I put France there for now, just because he is 28 years old. He could still be, theoretically on the team and still doing okay at 32 years old. Um, Then I have Simeon and Seager because I don't think, I mean, like probably one of them rolls into a DH role and the other one will be there. I have, it's just simple because of the fact that I'm not sure how Altuve goes in five years. You know, where is he at? I don't know if Kyle Tucker is still with the team or how I think, the Astros have too many, like who's going to be there. So I think I put Simeon and Seager too. That also might be some bias. I'll be, I'll be okay to be, to, to, to confirm that. Um, I have Alvarez and somebody second. I, I didn't know, you know, Tucker is a great example there. Um, and then I have trout and somebody next, because I don't think Shohei stays with the team. I think they were so aggressive at this, at the trade deadline this year. Like I didn't expect them to really, come to realization that they needed to move Syndergaard and Iglesias and all those guys. I, I think that was just the start of it. I think they're going to try to get a massive package for Shohei in the, in the winter and, uh, and just see how it goes. Um, and then at the bottom, I have Shea Langoliers and Kyle or Kyler Murray coming out of the Oakland. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping for a Kyler Murray comeback for the Las Vegas Oakland or Las Vegas athletics in five years. That was, it was so funny when cause he just signed that contract. I would, I would, I what was it? It was like, uh, yeah, five years, $230 million. Like, yeah, that dude picked the right sport. I but, know. Uh, they got, but I, I wanted to see him like when he was getting drafted in the foot in football i was so hoping that it would be like uh the 49ers or oakland so that he could potentially play both you know yeah. like the the first like of course we've got a two-way player right now in shohei but we haven't really had a dual sport person in a while uh, yeah. and i know they're coming i know it's coming somewhere you know like someone's gonna someone's gonna be the next bo jackson 
um, or who, you know, there's a lot of guys who did it, but yeah, yeah, Dion, yeah, I mean, that that would be crazy. I, I it would be so ridiculous for him to do it at the quarterback position. That was always I the know. thing. It's like you just can't, like, that's you like you have the to one. study so much, and he's already got a study clause. Well, I actually think they uh redacted the study clause, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh we'll see what the athletics can cook up over the next couple of years, but their, their prospects aren't great uh, yeah, as knows? far as what, what who can be paired with Shay Langoliers. Uh, and then you get to the Astros, and I do think there's a little bias there for you. I, I would probably put the Astros above the Rangers because I, I just think that Alvarez is that good, and I, I think that Kyle Tucker. You know, still probably under control for, I want to say, three more years at least. They've been really good at locking some of these guys up. Uh, yeah, he's a free agent in 2026. So they got him two years or 2023. Yeah, three more years after this one. So I like the two of them uh, a little bit more than than the, the Simeon uh, Seeger combo. But it's just a matter of they decide to lock him up. If they don't, like maybe he's trade bait in a year or two. Yeah, that's what that's what I'm really thinking. I honestly don't think they bring two of them back to like in five years. I think this team looks significantly different. And I think the Astros are uh, not in a good place. Like, I think they're in their head mentally doing that rebuild that they did. You know what? What was that like? Probably eight years ago now, 2013, 2014 ish around there. Yeah, so eight to ten yeah. years ago now, I think that will be a cycle for them, and they already know how to do it, you know. So they're just gonna like try to revert to that, maybe try to keep some of the young guys on, or maybe trade them for future depth and just keep. I mean, obviously it worked for them. Why don't they just try it again? You know. Yeah, I think that if Kyle Tucker isn't signed to an extension over the next calendar year, so like through the deadline next year then you would start to think about it because they did a good job getting Alvarez locked up. Obviously, at one point, they did that with Altuve. I don't even remember how long ago they signed him to his extension. But Who knows? I, I do think I, I, I feel like, like your... he's 55 years old. Yeah, I know. I know. And he's still doing it. Uh, but I do like your rankings there. I do think it's J-Rod and anybody. Um, I like that. I think that the Astros and the Rangers, the two Texas teams, kind of in a heat. And it's shocking to put the Angels below those teams. But I, I just – that's – as murky of a future as any team in baseball um, with that team. So let, let's actually look at, you know, an actual state of where things stand in this division when it comes to the playoffs, what to watch here as we get into these races, the Astros are running away with it. Uh, they're in this competition, actually a dead heat as we're recording here, 71 and 40, them and the Yankees. Uh, so they got a shot at the one seed. Uh, Which yeah. is crazy because everybody's been talking about how crazy good the, the, the Yankees have been. Yeah. And I really don't feel like anybody's talking about how crazy good the Astros are being because everybody hates them. It's funny because Jack said it maybe a month ago at this point. He he said the Astros should be the favorite yeah. in the American League. And the more you think about it, I kind of agree with that. I mean, yeah. their starting rotation, like, first of all, Justin Verlander, like, what kind of cyborg is this dude? Like, <laughs> off of Tommy John. It's not fair, honestly. Like, is he like 48, 39 years old off Tommy? Jo- he's going to pitch until he's 50. I mean, he's insane. Is he going to get like a three-year contract after this? I don't even know, but probably it, you got that. And I just see them as being the, the clear kind of favorite to me as much as the Yankees have been great this season. Yeah. I, I like the Astros more and the Mariners are such a fun team to watch. Yeah, I hope that they break like, is there a chance still that they fall out? Like you still have the the Orioles, you still have the Rays, and you have yeah, the Guardians night, think, and I the, think the Orioles were half a game back last night. I don't know where they're at now. 
Yeah, they're the yeah the Orioles are actually in position currently. They're nice. tied with the Rays, both fifty eight and fifty two. A game they're they're uh, they're both two games back in the win column, even in the loss column of the Mariners. And then you got the Guardians and the Twins at a dead heat in the Central, and they're half a game behind the Orioles and the Rays. So that race is really competitive. The White Sox are hanging in. Like the Mariners have a lot of teams that they're going to be, you know, vying for position with. I guess the question is like, like how do the the Rangers play as spoilers? I I don't know how much they've played the Mariners this year, but like there's still some teams in this division that are going to impact the playoff race, even if they're not going to make it Absolutely, because the Mariners, I just, they've been cursed for so long. I just wonder if they can hold on this year. Let me let me ask you this. I know this isn't exactly the AOS, but this is this is pertinent because now he's on the AOS team. Yeah. Do the Orioles so everybody was like, oh, they made a wrong decision trading Mancini because now they're in the playoff race, blah, blah, blah. Don't you think that's like a benefit? Like you got an extra guy back. Of course, you got rid of like your basically your mascot, but at the same time, you might still get in and you got some stuff in return. No, I'm not good. Was- I think it was a because I I really think that you're in complete gravy mode when you're the Orioles right now. Like they don't have to make the playoffs. It's just good to be playing competitive baseball in September. You know, for the long term future of your team, get something back for a guy like Mancini. And also, you you talk about it being the mascot. Like as far as doing right by him, they sent him to the freaking favorite in the league. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, and, and he's he's killing it, hitting home runs in the Crawford boxes. Yeah. It, it, to me, it was a win-win deal across the board. And I don't think that the absence of Trey Mancini is going to make or break the Orioles' playoff chances. If they make it, it's because their bullpen's still been really good and because like guys like Adley are, are on a tear, some of the younger talents. So I, I say lean into youth when you're in that kind of a team in the middle. Yeah, I love that. I love having the like flexibility of being good, but you're not required to be like, exactly. what a great spot, you know, like that's that's something that New York has no idea what that is about. Like neither one of y'all's teams know how it's Texas knows a little bit about that, you know, like yeah. Yeah, the, but, the Mets have had those years like 2019 where that that's basically where they are, but they went all in to. to yeah, like, it's it's not like they weren't all in. They freaking yeah. traded Jaron Kellenick. For Robinson Cano. Jeez. Um, Edwin Diaz is good though now. Anyway, that's my little I, look. I still get some Mets talking. I, I, I got the banner behind me. I can't help <laughs> myself. Right. That was the state of the AL West. Uh, we'll be back, back next week for more coverage down the stretch here as the season is down to our final 50 games. So uh, playoffs are upon us soon. Year has flown by. But we'll be covering everything with the State of the Division podcast, each division throughout the week.